Good morning, Boker Tov. Buenos dias. This is Shanna Fold here with the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm here to give you the headlines so you can get caught up quickly. You're listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Thursday, August 26th. 2021 in the Gregorian calendar and the 18th of Elul 5781 in the Hebrew calendar. Tonight we're having a live Instagram interview with Amin Ayub who is going to do some Middle East analysis for us and he's an educator and he focuses on economics when he's not talking to us about the Taliban. We'll be asking him some questions. He's going to join us on Instagram live at 7 p.m. Israel time. That's 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in the United States. He's joining us from Morocco on israeldaily.news. So if you go to Instagram, find us at israeldaily.news. We're going to ask, what do you think would have been the best method for America to pull out from Afghanistan? Number two, how does the Taliban takeover affect Israel? And number three, how does it affect women in the whole Middle East region. And by the way, today is Women's Equality Day. So happy Women's Equality Day to you. Now, let's get to the news. Today is the day that Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett is having his meeting with the U.S. President Joe Biden. We don't have details about it yet, just speculation that the two are going to discuss the Iran nuclear deal. A New York Times report is out, though, that says previous Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu scaled back Israeli intelligence sharing when Biden took office. The report says the U.S. has become increasingly dependent on Israeli intel, or intelligence, especially regarding Iran's nuclear program, and that the country is cracking down on American spies inside of it. Inside of Iran, that is. The report claims Israel is holding back information that could help the U.S. government deal with Iran's nuclear program. But officials are alleging that Israel started to distrust the U.S. because it leaked information about previous operations. Now, there's one thing that I want to say. There's one thing that I really hate, and that is making assumptions and making news articles about things that have not happened yet. So I, if you noticed, did not waste or spend a lot of time talking about what Naftali Bennett might talk about with President Biden or what I think that they're going to say. I just want to give a little bit and move on. Let's wait until they have the talk and then I'll have the details for you there once we find out what was discussed in the meeting. And of course, we'll never know 100% if we're getting all of it unless the meeting was 100% open to press and there were no side discussions or private discussions at all. So we are going to have more details about this meeting in the coming days. Egyptian authorities are pressuring Hamas to stop the protests near the eastern fence between Gaza and Israel. I made my own speculation about this earlier in the week, but sources say, so now I don't have to say it because sources are saying it, that by closing the Rafah border between Gaza and Egypt, it's a way to pressure Hamas into into complying. However, this just in. Al Jazeera is reporting that Egypt has partially opened the border crossing now, just hours ago, in an effort to allow one-way traffic into the Strip, but not allowing anyone out. 
of the Strip. Egypt has used the tactic tactic of closing the border in the past as a means of punishment, and the closure came soon after Gazans stormed the border fence and shot one Israeli officer in the head, leaving him unconscious. More rioting came yesterday on Wednesday. 20 Palestinians were injured during scheduled protests, and there were scuffles. Hamas police tried to keep demonstrators from getting close to the border. Multiple reports are now out saying Israel is going to be lifting some sanctions and allowing more goods into the Strip. These items are expected to help with international civilian projects and new vehicles, among other restrictions that are going to be lifted. Israel is also permitting 1,000 more merchants to enter the country for work. Special shout out on today's show to Frederico Martins, who has been very much in touch with us on Instagram. Thank you for sending over a monthly contribution to the Israel Daily News. Your money is going to help us pay for editing software and our marketing efforts, which are ongoing so that we can get more people to listen to the show. Thank you so much for that. Mr. Martins listens to our daily podcast from Madrid, Spain currently, but he says he's always on the move. He hails from between Portugal and the United Kingdom, where he grew up. He's Arabic, and he found our show on Instagram and says our program has a special place in his heart. Gracias, Frederico. If you are getting caught up on your Israel Daily News, send over a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash Israel Daily News slash support. Subscribers will get a handwritten thank you note and a little poem that I come up with myself to let you know how thrilled we are to have your support. I really want to send a thank you note to Frederico, but he says he's always on the move. He's always going from place to place, so it's going to be hard for me to get one to him. I'm going to have to figure it all out. I'm going to have to try to catch him at his next location, his next stop. Thank you to all of you for your interest in being up to date on Israeli affairs. Just the fact that you're here listening right now is a big deal. Israeli politics are world politics. And if you listen with us, you know that. We have one central link in the show notes, which you can click on, and it'll take you to the page where you too can make a contribution and feel good knowing that you are supporting independent journalism. Check out our website at israeldaily.news. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Number two, you can share the show with a friend. And number three, you can follow us on social media at israeldaily.news as well as Shanafold. My name has two N's in it, and I'm very sensitive about that. The Western Wall in Jerusalem is going to be split up into capsules starting today in an effort to follow health ministry guidelines and keep people from getting COVID-19. Thousands of worshipers are praying and are going to be praying here for the holiday season as it approaches. Rosh Hashanah, or the Jewish New Year, by the way, is from Monday, September 6th to Wednesday, September 8th of this year. I know that you're all checking the calendars and trying to remember, and I just wanted to be a big help to you. I'm going to say it again. Rosh Hashanah, or the Jewish New Year, this year is from Monday, September 6th to Wednesday, September 8th. 10,000 worshipers will be allowed into the plaza at any given time so long as they are divided up into capsules. The Western Wall Heritage Foundation is asking people to do their praying in the early evening and to come early during the special time that leads up to the holiday season where people are coming to pray. So there is a time in which you're supposed to come and pray, and they are urging us to come earlier instead of later. They hope people will start early in an effort to avoid overcrowding in the days leading up to the new year. 
Okay, now if you know anything about the Western Wall in Jerusalem, you would probably know that people come from all around the world with little notes that include prayers and requests for God on them. And you shove your note into a crevice of the wall and you hope that your prayer gets answered. It is a staple. You... I want you to hang on to the end of this story here. I'm going to give you a personal anecdote that I hope warms your heart. For now, we're going to stick with the news and the facts. The news is that the wall is being cleaned of the notes. Yes, it happens every year. I hate to break it to you. The wall gets overstuffed with notes from prayers and believers. And then someone comes around and uses some wooden tools to take the notes out. And then they collect them in special bags and bury them along with other sacred books and documents on Jerusalem's Mount of Olives. So at least they are really taken seriously. The wall is the last remaining wall of the city, which was erected to protect the second holy temple at the time. So this wall is not a wall of the holy temple. It's a wall of the outer city, but it's still holy to us because it's the last one standing. This custom of putting notes into the wall dates back at least 300 years with an average of 3,500 prayer notes sent into the Western Wall Heritage Foundation site. I didn't even know you could send in a a note through the website. That is pretty awesome. The Jerusalem Post reports that since COVID started, 100,000 notes have been sent to this organization from around the world and even from Muslim countries like the United Arab Emirates and Jordan. All right, now are you ready for my story? I I get very sentimental when I tell this story, so I'm going to try to hold it together. When I came to Israel as a six-year-old child, it was my first time here, I was in love with travel and I was in love especially with the old city of Jerusalem. My mother must have told me about the Western Wall and how people pray there and put notes in there. Well, how cool is that to a six-year-old child? You get to make a wish and it's not even your birthday and you get to write it on a little note and you get to fold it up and shove it into the wall yourself. Well, I think I must have always been a super determined person because every wish that I got, I wished for a sister or a brother. This story gets me emotional. Every birthday and Hanukkah and every chance that I got, I asked out loud to my parents and in my head I would pray and I would ask for sisters or brothers and I would do it before I went to sleep every night in bed as well. When I got to the Western Wall, I put in a note asking for a sister or a brother. Two years to the day, just about, my mother birthed twins. It took eight years, but I got the biggest gift so far of my life. I got two sisters. I only asked for one. I got two. And and my wish came true. So I'm a big believer in putting in a wish at the Western Wall. You just got to give it some love, some intention, and some patience. Today, my sisters are studying engineering and business in their university. And that is my Western Wall story. I hope that you loved it, and I hope you get a chance to come to the Western Wall as well. And to send us off into this lovely weekend while I recollect myself here, Apple Music has come out with an announcement that they are collaborating with Israeli artists to celebrate music and look back at the previous year in honor of Rosh Hashanah. So cool. Year in review. The playlist has some of Israel's biggest musicians, timeless classics, and family-friendly music is on that list as well. Apple worked with six Israeli artists who were asked to choose songs that they felt made their year. The exclusive playlist comes out today, 
and then will be available through Rosh Hashanah. Noah Kirel, who is Israel's biggest female pop star right now, and by the way, she's making a huge splash in Hollywood. She is definitely in the mix. Her face was on the cover of the Jerusalem Post story, so that's pretty cool. Apple Music, thank you for celebrating Rosh Hashanah. All right, well, that is it for today's show. Today is Thursday, August 26th, 2021. Tel Aviv has a low of 26 degrees Celsius and a high of 31 degrees. That's 79 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 88 degrees for the high. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. We are everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap. It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. Don't forget that tonight we will have an expert on Middle Eastern affairs joining us from Morocco, and he's going to give us a breakdown of how the Taliban takeover in Afghanistan affects Israeli geopolitics. I'll be doing the interview at 7 p.m. Israel time and 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Instagram Live. This is mostly because people were sending me questions about this, and I wanted to really bring an expert on here. So head over to IsraelDaily.News on Instagram. I'll likely be adding the audio to the podcast on Monday as well, so you can catch it there. Or I might even upload the entire clip as its own podcast. Have to see how it goes. Thank you to Yogesh Kumar for highlighting some important stories today and making our great Women's Equality Day artwork, which you can see on our social media. Plus, of course, Michelle Milner for her social media work. I'll send you off today with Tamid Kadima, which means always forward. Let's move forward, everyone. Yala, let's go. Have a great day and an excellent weekend. Shabbat Shalom. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Thank you.